podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Nixie Lot, and you're listening to Total Screamers Podcast. Woo-hoo. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Total Screamers Podcast. Uh, my name is Jed, or Mr. Jedi Pie to you. And uh, today I'm joined by Billy. Say hello, mate. Hi, mate. How you doing? I'm very well, thank you, mate. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. We're bad. yeah, we're all right. It's, it's not bad as life as a Villa fan at the minute. Could be worse. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, things have have started out in a sort of up and down way for years, I guess, haven't they? But um, yeah, but thankfully, hopefully, or hopefully at least, we're we're on the upwards trajectory instead of getting brought back down to earth a bit. <laughs> oh, I hope he's get brought back down to earth. <laughs> oh, that'd be fucking brilliant. Um, we're, we're back. It's just the two of us today. Um, Simo and Jake haven't joined us. Uh, I mean, there's two positives that have come out of that. I mean, it means firstly, we, uh, we've escaped the tyranny of Simo for today's episode. And secondly, we can actually have an unbiased chat about Newcastle Liverpool, <laughs> <laughs> which is which I'm very much looking forward to. Um, we are, we're just going to talk through some of the some of the. You say that Villa weekend. have got Liverpool up next. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. right. Okay, yeah, I didn't realise that. Um, no, it's okay, all right, so no. we can have a. I'll, t- a I'll take semi, my claret and blue glasses no, yeah. that's okay. We, we, we can talk about that next week. That's fine. <laughs> so, um, yeah, semi-unbiased view of that game. Though. But, I mean, should we We might as well start there, Newcastle-Liverpool. Um, I I thought it was a very entertaining game, personally. Um, yeah. Having watched it, what, what did you think about it? It was just chaotic, wasn't it, for a minute one, really. You know, the... the I mean, obviously, we'll get into the foul and whether it was a yellow, whether it wasn't a yellow... Whatever you think, the the whole game I think was just, or particularly that first half anyway, it was just chaotic, and it was just waiting for the most chaotic player in the Premier League to come on and make it even <laughs> more chaotic in Darwin Nunes. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think for periods of the second half, it was a little bit boring, a little bit flat, which I was surprised with. I was surprised that, sorry, with with Newcastle. I thought they would, similarly to when they played Villa, I thought they would seize the opportunity and taste blood and just rip Liverpool a new arsehole. As it turned out, they didn't do that. They didn't take the opportunity. And, you know, I think questions are starting to be asked of, of Eddie Howe. I think... It's it's obviously way too early to go into the sacking how out stuff. That's it's never going to happen at this at this no. stage. But you know, what? Why? Why take Anthony Gordon off? Who's I mean, as an Evertonian, tearing Trent a new arsehole. I mean, I've said that in three minutes. Said that twice in three <laughs> minutes. Jesus. <laughs> it's like, do you remember when Edward came to the Premier League and he scored two goals in five minutes and he was projected? Like a thousand yeah. goals in a season. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, Anthony Gordon, he was just he was shredding Trent just all game. Really and, had him in his in his pocket, really, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and to take yeah. him off. I mean, he's a little shit house anyway, isn't he? He really is. He really knows how to get under people's skin at the best of times. And against Liverpool, mm. Liverpool knowing that he's an Evertonian. 
you know, I don't understand that substitution. Why do you take him off? The more sensible choice, in my opinion, anyway, would have been to take Almiron off and bring Harvey Barnes on, put him on that right wing. If you're gonna, if you're gonna freshen things up that way, I, yeah, d- I just I, thought it was completely the only, wrong substitution. Only, I think Newcastle fans agree. He only wants to put Harvey Barnes on the left, though. I think doesn't he, and just sort of have him cutting inside. Uh, that's the that's the thing these days. I mean, to be honest, I think it's it's too early to be talking about. You know, Eddie Howe possibly in danger of losing. Oh, it job, is, but, it is absolutely. But, um, yeah, but I think questions are understandably being asked is, about the the substitutions and the and the game management. Yeah, if they can't put those kind of games to bed, like on a regular basis, then absolutely, yeah, you know, you'd have to sort of look at those questions. But I think a, a one-off against a good side in Liverpool as well um, is is not a disaster at this point. But looking at the stats now, and they had Newcastle had twenty-three shots, and only eight of those were on target, which is not a great sort of ratio there. Um, and it, it's surprising as well with the players that they've got, though. Yeah, I think I mentioned yeah. it on the last podcast that we did, you know, with Isaac and Wilson and and Barnes and Gordon and Almiron. You know, yeah. you, you expect even them the, to even score from a midfield, like they've got goals that like Joel Linton gets forward, Tonali can get forward, you know, in that yeah. midfield. Like they've, they've even, got even goals Bruno everywhere. Comes up. They? Like, yeah, exactly. Even yeah. Bruno pops up with a goal every now and then. Trippier yeah, right yeah. back. Yeah. You know, th- They've got players that, that can score goals, and for them to for them to just kind of not give up, but not take that opportunity and go all out and just completely batter and annihilate Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, was surprising. The opportunity was definitely there for it, wasn't it? I mean, that was a game. You, you know, Simo and Jake were. They wanted it over, didn't they? Look, you know, watching it <laughs> as Liverpool fans, they were looking at it, going, "Yeah, this is game over." It's one 0 down. Van Dijk's been sent off. Trent was at very big risk of being sent off as well. And very he just, lucky like, not to be sent off. It was looking like hindsight. it was going to be a a really like. So, oh, sorry, mate, I lost you a bit there. It's all right. It looks like there might be a slight delay. I was just saying, I was just saying that Trent was very lucky not to get sent off. I mean, the oh, first was. yellow was very debatable. Second yellow, it, it's it is a yellow, isn't it? Really? Oh, I think as, as much as yellow... I think Anthony Gordon buys it, I, I, I thought he goes down very easy. It's a yellow. It just is. I think they're both yellows, in my opinion. Uh, like the first one. So he's thrown the ball back on the pitch with the intention of stopping the the attack, hasn't he? Like, yeah, but I, I also that's... think at the, at the same time it it was a foul on him, like hundred percent. Oh yeah, foul I suppose. On him pushing the yeah, back. Yeah, he's kind of he has he has had a push. Yeah, I guess. But... Uh, that that's the if if it was me in that situation and me me as the Liverpool fan, I would be livid that that was a yellow card. Yeah, but I would more... also be very very grateful that it it wasn't a second, second yellow one. as well. Yeah. So the, the second one, the second one was definitely a yellow card as well. In my opinion, it was definitely a yellow card. Like he, if if he hadn't had the first one, he would have been booked there for for sure. Um, like that that is is a yellow card tackle, isn't it? As as they come these days, yeah. He's 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 been beaten. He's put his arm across. Yes, it was. Yes, Gordon's gone down a bit easily, but he was he was he was away, wasn't he? He was getting round Trent. And he was he was through. Then it wasn't a goal scoring opportunity or anything like that. But he, what he's done is a cynical foul to break up the attack. That's what gets him the yellow. So he is he was very lucky to be on the pitch. Like you can interpret the first one 
both ways, I guess. My opinion of it was it was a correct decision to book him at the time. Um, but, I mean, for, th- for yeah. throwing the ball away in this new letter of the law bollocks that you want that you that they go into, it is a, it is a yellow card. Yeah. But the frustrating it thing like... is that it was a it was a it was a foul against him. Yeah, I, to I didn't necessarily see it as like throwing the ball away. Like I seen it as like he's trying to prevent like so, you know them from being able yeah. to take that throwing quickly because he was off obviously off the pitch, wasn't he? So that's the, that's how I saw it, and it was it was clever from him. Um, obviously, didn't work out the way he wanted it to, I guess. But it's 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 one of those for me though. The, the, so the red card. Uh, are you in agreement that 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 was a the correct decision? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. He, he 100%, completely takes yeah. him out. You know, if he, if he doesn't take him out, Isaac does have that opportunity one-on-one with the goalkeeper oh, yeah, he's clean to get through. his shot yeah. away. And it's the denial of a goal-scoring opportunity. 100%. It's as yeah. simple as that. I, uh, and I think, to be honest with you, I think Liverpool fans, looking back on it, in the heat of the moment, I don't think you're going to say that it's a red card at all. But I think looking back on it, I think most of them will accept that that it was a it was a red card, and it looks like it could be an extended ban as well, which is interesting. None of them would have any issues with it being a red card if it had been, you know, Sven Botman on uh, on Cody Gakpo or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, none of them would have, would have an issue with it being a red card. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the thing, isn't it? Is it's quite clearly a foul. He's cleaned him out. Yes, you know he's, he's, the ball has gone away. Blah blah blah. Yeah, he's, he's took the ball after taking the man. Quite clearly a, a foul. And yes, he's 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 turned. He's literally threw on goal, like edge of the box. It's definitely a goal scoring opportunity. I think they got that one right. Um, yeah. But yeah, Nunes, what a what a sub, <laughs> what a sub to bring on. Like this to me, this game's like one of those football manager games where you just. To close your laptop after this happens to you. Like if I'm <laughs> if I'm Eddie Howe, like I'm just closing my laptop and going to bed after this because yeah. he's like Nunes has come off the bench and scored twice in the last ten minutes when when they're down to ten men and I've had twenty three shots. <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> fuck's sake. <laughs> no, it, yeah, I, I I tried to think how it would feel as a as a as a Newcastle fan after that it's just horrendous isn't it i mean we've all been there we've all been a, in a very similar situation to something like that happening against your team and it is just it is just horrendous but i mean for for nunes now after all of the chances that he missed last season you know what kind of beast is this guy going to turn into now and it's terrifying for me as a villa fan coming up coming up against him in the next game, you know, I'm just thinking, Jesus Christ. He has what, to, he has what to start we... now, doesn't he? Like, he has to start next week now. He's got to. But, uh, yeah. uh, 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 um, at Anfield, you know, it's it, you've got to. You just have to. Yeah, you just have to, to start him. Um, and, yeah, that's that's one thing that, that does truly terrify me, to be honest with you. I just hope that we're able to, to nullify him and the chances that he does get. Martinez can pull off can pull off a worldy save, or he or he fluffs his lines like he did a few times last season. But yeah, it's um, I'm like I say, I'm, I'm just scared of, of as to what kind of beast this guy is going to turn into now because I think that's that's a real opportunity for him personally to to turn himself into 
the, I, I don't want to say Haaland-esque player, but into a player that is feared by every defence in the league, which he probably already is anyway, because he's just chaotic, isn't he? Like, yeah. like I mentioned earlier. And yeah. he is just a very chaotic player. And if he can start putting those chances away, he does turn into a truly lethal striker. Yeah, he's, the thing is, he's took the goals really well, hasn't he? And like, last season, he had a lot of chances, probably didn't take as many as he should have. This season now, he's more settled, you know, in the team, in the country, whatever. I think he's he has the potential to go on and score a lot of goals this season. Apparently, um, Bielsa had a FaceTime call with him as well. So, obviously, Bielsa's the new Uruguay <laughs> boss, isn't he? And apparently is he? He's, yeah, did you not <laughs> know that? When, since when? Oh, mate, that's been a, that's he's been there for for a while now. Really? For a few months. Okay. Yeah. I thought he was just retired. <laughs> <laughs> he was getting linked yeah. to like he was getting linked to like, the Everton job in that last season, wasn't he? Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I have no it, idea about it, that. It, it, it was just just after. Do you know, do you know what? I saw a thing. Job, I, think. I saw a thing on Twitter as well saying that. Marcelo Bielsa had spoken to Darwin Nunes, and I just thought, what the fuck's he getting involved for? <laughs> I was like, because no, he's the Uruguay boss, that's why. That's <laughs> like, makes so much just, more sense. Yeah, he's not just FaceTiming any footballer. I just, assumed, <laughs> I just assumed they knew each other. So. <laughs> God's sake, man. <laughs> I had absolutely no idea. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite... Oh, God. Yeah, no, Bielsa, breaking Bielsa's news. not just FaceTiming any striker he thinks could... Break. This oh, is man. breaking I, news. I, I, I wish you'd have a conversation with Ollie Watkins. Jesus. Was <laughs> <laughs> Ollie Watkins eligible for Uruguay? <laughs> I'm sure we uh, can find a trace somewhere in his bloodstream. Oh, God. Well, yeah, I, that is that is news to me, but uh, now it makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I guess I, I mean, Bielsa's probably the kind of manager that would do wonders with Nunes, that kind of player. Ka- like he got, he got a tune out of Patrick Bamford, player. didn't he? Like, you'll get well, a tune exactly, out of yeah, Nunes. Says, so. says everything. Says everything, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, I, I've got a feeling that, that Nunes is going to score a lot of goals this season. Um, I think, it, yeah, he's got... Liverpool will have a really good team going forward don't they I think they're, they're still lacking a bit that's like, the thing defensively, it's the defence yeah but going forward they've got so many options like Luis Diaz is is just unreal um, Salah's obviously if he stays I know there's talk about him going to Saudi and things like that but I've got a feeling what he's going to stay um, what do I think of Salah going to Saudi yeah oh it'd be fucking funny if he did <laughs> <laughs> if he's, it'd be really funny if he did uh, I, I have no no issue with him leave, like leaving. Obviously, I'm not a Liverpool fan, so I don't really care if, if he does go. Um, be a shame. But for it'd be a, it would be a, it would be a shame to see a player go. Yeah, when especially with someone who's still probably he's still world class, isn't he? So to see yeah. to see any player who's still world class and not sort of like over the hill go out there is is always a little bit disappointing. But um, you know, f- from the player's perspective, if they're going to pay him. You know, God knows how many billions of of, of dollars or whatever it is, and you know, oh, take it. What yeah. say? So, say where, where's the that? where's the jo- where's the joy in finishing third behind you know Man City and, <laughs> and Arsenal? Yeah, and all that, exactly. You know? I mean, it's not like he's played Champions League football either, is it this season? 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, say he does go. What what happens to Liverpool? Do they just crack on without him? Do they bring in another striker? Do they bring or a left winger? Should I say? Do they spend mm. that money on a on a defensive mid? What do they What do they do? Because I mean, they've got plenty of attackers, haven't they? I don't know. I've got a feeling that they probably would want to buy someone in that in that position, just for the just because you can't sort of have you've got to have someone at least try and fill the gap that he is, is making it's, it's for 40 it's around depends 40 when, goal contributions when, this season isn't it yeah exactly that's a big like you know that's a big difference if you don't bring a player in or if there's no one else who can do that in the team then they're going to have have to try and buy someone in in my opinion it all depends on when he goes because like if he goes on deadline day for example then they can't you know their options are going to be limited if he goes outside the window because apparently the Saudi window is open longer than the, days the English long, one. Twenty days more, so, isn't it? Which is, yeah. yeah so if he if he goes outside the window, then they haven't got a chance to replace anyone, so they don't have a choice. Um, whereas if he goes, you know, before the window closes, there's a chance they could bring someone in. Might not be who they want, but they'll bring a player in or whatever. You know, it's just there's 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 a couple of different scenarios in there that. Personally, I don't. I don't think he will go anywhere. I think no, I, he'd, I don't. He'd probably think he give Liverpool one more season. Either. I think, but but yeah, it's um, it would be obviously for Liverpool it would be a disaster. Oh, absolutely, um, yeah. But I mean, the thing the thing is, were were we as a football as football fans saying the same thing when they lost Coutinho, for example? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember, to be honest. <laughs> we weren't doing answer. a podcast back then. <laughs> I don't know. I just, yeah, for that one, that was a little bit different. Because they had, yeah, they had mean, such just... a, it was more of a, uh, like a, a team that was being built at that point. Wasn't yeah, it? I think. Whereas now they've got a rebuilding they, it. So. I think they still need that though, slightly. Because they're, all right, they've got, they've got a good midfield with, no depth to it. They don't have a defensive mid. And by good midfield, I mean they've got McAllister and this Zobersly, who look decent. Mm-hmm. We both know that they're that they're top players. Yeah. They need they need a top quality defensive midfielder. And they need to improve the defense somehow as well. So do mm-hmm. if if Salad does go, for example, do they go and get a get a replacement like for like just like that, say Mbappe, for example, because it's that kind, that kind of quality of player that you need to be able to replace Mo Salah, isn't it? They're not, they're not going to get Mbappe. No, but they need that level of player. Do they go out and spend that 100, 150 million, however much it's going to be on that try to be like, like for like replacement, or do they do what they did with Coutinho and say, right, forward line is good enough for the time being right now we need to improve the defense and the midfield and do they target those two areas that mm. that's the thing cuz i think for, for me looking at it i i think i'd prefer if i was a liverpool fan i think i'd kind of prefer them to focus on the midfield and the defense than the strike oh, force yeah. they've got so so would i yeah if 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 you you want a more well-rounded squad don't you if if you have to take a hit exactly. and lose a, a player up front, but you've you've got all the options up front. Then you know you need it to be balanced, don't you? So I, I agree. I think that would probably be the, the best thing to do. But 
I mean, football owners and things, they kind of disagree, don't they, sometimes? Uh, yeah. Maybe, exactly. maybe, they've, maybe they've got people lined up, you know, just in case that does happen, but uh, I know, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah. I, I suppose we will. I was just going to say, I suppose they kind of had that same thing about what if Jude Bellingham doesn't happen and they didn't really have that backup plan. Yeah. Yeah. So are, are they going to have a backup plan for players that could potentially replace Mo Salah coming out of nowhere? <laughs> I don't know. It, you know surely there, there'll be some kind of contingency there just in case, because there's always you'd a danger. You'd have that, thought so. Yeah. You would have yeah. thought so, but... I don't know. That's the, there's always I, a danger. What, when you've got a world-class things... player, there's always, you know, that kind of thing where the teams are going to be interested in regardless, ain't they? So they must have some some sort of list. Yeah. Of I, I think teams now as well have got to start thinking about what if Saudi just come in for this player? And I yeah. think they genuinely have to think of replacements and get a list of replacements, potential replacements for kind of each player. Because if... if Saudi come in and say, oh, we want Douglas Louise for, for Villa, for example. Thankfully, we've got Tielemans that can step in, so it's not that much of a that much of an issue. But Ollie Watkins, for example, we want Watkins. All right, well, give us some fine. There's there's the money for it, but we don't have a striker now. Yeah. You know, so so we have yeah, to then yeah. think all of a sudden, two days of the window to go, think about replacing our, our star striker. So I, I genuinely think teams are going to have to start start doing that, so they know instantly for players linked away, this is our this is our replacement. Let's go get yeah. him. Let's get it sorted. So moving on, um, I want to talk about Brighton v West Ham. Um, one because it's one of the only games I've seen this weekend, um, <laughs> and two two because it was a fucking brilliant game of football. <laughs> and you were there. Yes, yeah, it was that was a great experience, really was. I'm just like 78% possession Brighton had overall. <laughs> 78%. Um it was just absolutely crazy. Like I could I like it being in, in the away end for it was just absolutely amazing because West Ham are a, a great set of fans anyway. They'll always have an atmosphere, they were they're constantly singing, you know, Champions of Europe, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I don't get much opportunity to sing that. So, <laughs> uh, so I, I was absolutely loving it. <laughs> so, and the, the general, the, <laughs> the general consensus was that Brighton are just going to turn them over because Brighton had such a good start to the season. Obviously, they've won 4 1 the first two games of the season. They've, um, they've, you know, West Ham. I don't think have, have had won at Brighton in the Premier League like prior to that. And that's, so they've only ever beaten them like outside the Premier League. Um, I, I, I think I, I think it was um, 12, 12 games consecutively or something like that. Yeah, so, something like that. They, they were they were all the West Ham fans were basically like, yeah, if we score, we'll be happy. Basically, <laughs> like, that was genuinely it. It was like genuinely, <laughs> if we if we score, we'll be happy. They just snapped your hand off for a draw. You know, and the, the when they went one nil up, it was just kind of like, well, this wasn't in the script. Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, it was just absolutely amazing. And then Brighton were just—they're so good. They're such a good team. They just couldn't finish chances. One Ariola had a, the game of his life. And made like, I've never nine seen saves. a goalkeeper like it. 
genuinely, he, there was one point where he nearly dropped the ball in the net. Besides that, he was absolutely perfect. Like, it was just outstanding performance from him. Um, really, like, thoroughly deserved man of the match. Um, he basically, the, the, he got him to half-time <laughs> on his own, pretty much, because they just sat back once they, once they scored. And Brighton just, like, they just played through them. Like, it was just, the way they move the ball around is just so good. And no matter how many times they did it, they always seemed to have a man over on the far post, whether it was Matoma, whether it was a stooping, and there was always someone there on the edge of the box, kind of in that area with space to receive the ball and then like take it either down the line or, or put it straight across or whatever, or take it inside. And then they had so many chances to come through that. And West Ham just had like no answer for it other than Areola, like, pulling off saves and stuff. And to be, to be fair, it did make a, a good few last-ditch tackles in the box and things like that. And then, the, obviously, in the second half, they, it was the same story. Brighton just go on the attack. I thoroughly expected Brighton to score. And then it comes down the other end and Jared Bowen scores and then Antonio scores five minutes later and it was just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it's the ultimate smash and grab win. Um, <laughs> genuinely, like, the ultimate smash and grab. And it was an absolute Moyes masterclass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, I, I I watched bits of it. I did. I wasn't paying full attention to all of it, if I'm being totally honest. But yeah, I mean, fair play to West. How good was that Boeing goal as well? By the way, that the touch and then the finish. Oh, so so oh, well taken, man. Yeah, such a. I mean, he, no, he as was as was the Antonio player, goal as well. Yes, honest. I mean, yeah, they were, they were to be fair. But that that Bowen Bowen, goal just yeah. stood out to yeah. me. And he's, he, yeah, he he just is a quality player, isn't he? So, oh yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd, it, West Ham are just a funny team, aren't they? They really are. They started the window off so badly, and you know, Declan Rice left. Paketar was. Virtually out the door, one foot out the door, and then they they released that he's being investigated for for betting a betting scandal. Man City pulled the plug on that one quickly, and then they're bringing in these players. Alvarez <laughs> looks a decent player, doesn't he? You know, um, they've got Kudus who we've not even yeah, seen yet. Yeah. James Ward Prowse, you know, they're they're good signings. That Ward Prowse signings Ward, is a very savvy signing. Ward Prowse is. He he could get them potentially an extra 10, 15 goals this season just off set pieces and things like that. I mean, obviously, he scored. He, he's the he perfect David Moyes player, isn't he? But yeah, he's, he's genuinely like, he, he makes a massive difference to, to any team that he's in. And, you know, 10 extra, 10 extra goals in the West Ham side is the kind of thing that could take them from a relegation battle to mid-table or something like that, or, or maybe even higher. Um, mid-table up to, up to pushing there, but, Europe, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, fair, yeah, exactly. fair play yeah. to them for being able to turn it around like they have, you know. It, it, it was just complete and utter dismay. They'd, they'd not brought anyone in. Um, I personally had them nowhere near Europe. Looks like Looks like they really could be in with a chance, but... It depends how they how they kind of get on with with Europe as well. Obviously, they've got the Europa League again this season, um, so a, a mm. step up in competition level. 
and and the, obviously you you can't just play your second string in that like they did for I think they did anyway for for a lot of the conference league. Um, so yeah, it's it's going to be interesting how they got on this season. But I, I've been surprised with them really. I mean the the David Moyes ball, if you want to call it that. <laughs> I mean that, that that's the that's the trendy thing, isn't it at the minute? Um, yeah. So the David Moyes ball, it's. Uh, when when you're winning with it, I think it's a it's quite the, a, a decent formula because it's a bit shit. It's very shit outsy, isn't it? Yeah. But when it you is, lose it, it when you're losing playing it, I can imagine it'd be very 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 infuriating for the West Ham fans is, to have yeah. to sit there and watch. That's exactly it. Some of them were were kind of you know a bit unhappy with the way they were playing and things like that. My, my argument was like, look, you'd rather play like that and shit out a win every week than come here, play well and get, you know, and get beat. So, and you know, and, uh, which is a valid argument, but yeah, I'm looking at, you know, some of the stats are absolutely incredible from this game. Um, Go on, enlighten us. The amount of, so on the Premier League, the, the, so on the Premier League app, it gives you some weird stats, but, Touches, right? So just touches of the ball. Um, Brighton had more than double. <laughs> West Ham, <laughs> so where Brighton had nine hundred and forty-three, whereas West Ham had four hundred and nineteen. So like Jesus more than Christ. double. It really doesn't a weird sound stat. a lot either, does it? To be but, fair, no. Like passes seven hundred and forty-nine for Brighton, two hundred and eight. <laughs> West Ham, like oh that's nothing. God. That is absolutely nothing. Um, Clearances. So Brighton made twelve clearances. West Ham made forty-two. <laughs> and they fucking won. <laughs> Brighton had seventeen corners. <laughs> West Ham had four. <laughs> oh my god! Like, it's, incre- it's incredible. Like, it's, some of those numbers are just ridiculous. Aren't they? And Is they that two hundred and eight passes? Between total, the whole squad. In, in total, yeah. According to the Premier League app, yeah. Um, That's uh, Man City have that between Diaz and Stones a game. Yeah, I know. I'm going to double check <laughs> that. I'll, I'm going to double check that against uh, FopMob because that is um, outrageous. It just it seems outrageous to me, but but yeah, that if that's a genuine stat, then I mean, like, the Premier that, League, like I said, the ultimate the Premier League aren't normally wrong, win. aren't they, with things um, like that. That that is just mental. No, not really, not really. Uh, that I, I can't wrap my head around. That. Has a, an accurate passes stat. Yeah, no, it is. It is. Yeah, it was all the same. Yeah, it is crazy. Jesus. So, and that's Christ. out of those two hundred eight passes, only sixty eight percent of them were actually accurate. Sixty eight percent of those two hundred eight passes yeah. found a man. The rest of them didn't. What sixty eight percent? I need to know what sixty eight percent. Of uh, of two so one so one one hundred and forty one, so one hundred and forty one passes actually found a man. One hundred and forty one accurate passes. Yes, yeah. Jesus Christ, which is just absolutely insane for for a Premier League team as well that are going to be looking at pushing for Europe as well this season. That is just outrageous. Yeah, I mean, one one thing it does tell you is how good Brighton are because Brighton literally just they turn them over. Like they they were so much better than them from minute one. Just like I said, just couldn't com- convert the chances. Um, they caught Ariola on on like his from probably 
that might be the best game he has all season, to be honest. Like of his life. Um and like <laughs> yeah, they, they caught they caught him on a on a really you know good day. Um I I said I was saying to um to the lads that I was with, I was like, You've definitely used up all your luck here today. Like you won't you probably won't win again now for the next few games and like <laughs> Brighton will beat you 6 0 in the reverse fixture. <laughs> Ariola won't keep a clean saying sheet. That, of saying that they've got Luton on Friday. So if they don't win that, then they will be a bit in the mud. Oh, well, mate. Well, yeah, after Luton. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Season, I think you just need to. <laughs> I don't know. So their first game at Kenilworth Road in the Premier League is going to be an interesting one. It's going to be an interesting game, I think. I don't think it's going to be as plain sailing as what. People probably think, you know, the first, especially in the first game in the Premier League, you don't yeah, see. There, there, is don't that, see there is that. Don't no, see very confident. I'm, I'm not confident that Luton will will do very well this season. I'll put it that way. I, I, <laughs> I guess I know that it's yes. There's the they're going to be at home. It's their first game in the Premier League. Blah blah blah. And the script is, is has been written. You know, it's like a fairy tale story. But um, they're not good enough. <laughs> it's just simple do you think answer, they'll do a derby? It? Do you think they will beat Derby's record of nine points? No, I don't think. I think football has moved on to a point where no team can be that bad anymore. Um, <laughs> so I don't think that Luton will beat that that record. But I do. I do think that they will finish bottom of the league. Um, and they probably they are they'll win a couple of games like they they'll probably go and beat Liverpool at Anfield or something like that and like <laughs> you know or yeah. they'll beat um you know they'll have like they'll, they'll get a late winner at Palace away and stuff like that and you know they they will like they they'll win a couple of games but yeah they're not gonna like I, I just don't see any world where they stay up unfortunately um this season. No, I'd I'd have to agree with you to be honest with you. Um, although I, I although I do think for for the game on Friday with, against West Ham, I don't think it's going to be as easy as what a lot of people are probably making it out to be. For no, the reason it's that it's yeah. that it their first game back, that kind of thing, the crowd's going to be up for it. The players are certainly going to be up for it as well, and. That's that's where my head goes for this game in particular. Obviously, as the season goes on, it's a different story. You know, I I do think that they will they will struggle, and I think they will probably. Well, yeah, I, I think I think they'll go down. I think it's yeah, they've got Sheffield United are shoo-ins to go down. It's a battle for battle for one place for the for the other eighteen teams. I think they've got a thirty-eight cup finals, haven't they? Luton, yeah. Uh, and they're going to yeah. win two of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll draw four and finish on ten yeah. points. <laughs> yeah, do you know what will be really funny is if they do actually stay up because it's just going to make everyone look really silly, including us. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to have I'm happy to have egg on my face if yeah, if so I, stay up. I'd, I, I'd, quite, I, I'd quite like yeah. it. I think if if they did stay up, it would be it would be great. Like. You know, it would be great to Imagine see. Luton, Luton staying up and an Everton go down or something. You know, oh, a God, massive that would, club. That would be amazing. Like, genuinely, would be really, really funny. Um, so, I, I mean, we, we can all hope, can't we? But I think you have to have a certain amount of realism 
um, yeah. in, in your life, don't you? And uh, even Luton fans can't, none of them will be, surely, none of them could be expecting to stay up, especially after the start they've had as well. Like, no, probably not. No, it, yeah. it's it, they are that one team that everyone singles out and says, Yeah, it's a win, aren't they? I yeah, think exactly. them, them, yeah. them and Sheffield United, like I mentioned, they're the two teams, they're the two standouts that are, yeah, there's six points there for, for both of, for, for the two games. But I also think yeah. that that can you say, come and bite teams. You say that though, I mean, Sheffield well. United, um, yeah, it can. Uh, Sheffield United nearly got something against City, didn't they? So... Yeah, yeah, but you see, not, you see that I often as well. Teams, teams they'll do, can they'll do better than Luton this Man year. City. But... Yeah, I, I think they will do better than Luton, but I think teams can perform against Man City and nearly get something out of the game. And then when they play a Burnley, when they go and play a Wolves, an Everton or something, they get turned over, that kind of team. Um, yeah. Nor- Norwich were like that, yeah. weren't they? They actually beat Man City, I think, didn't they? And then they just... Completely fumbled it. Yeah, it was a few years ago. Do you not remember? No, I, I thought Norwich had. I thought Norwich had that ridiculous. Is it? Was it not? Is it Burnley who have that ridiculous aggregate score against Man City, or is it Norwich? Burnley. Burnley, Burnley. is Burnley, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Norwich. Had, yeah. I don't know. I can't. My my main memories of Norwich in the Premier League was just them getting spanked by Liverpool every time they played them. And, um, yeah. You've got Man City against you got Man City against Burnley and Norwich against Liverpool. Well, I just got it up here. 14th of September 2019. Norwich City three, Manchester City two. The the goal Christ, scorers. I don't on, remember. How do you remember that? The Jesus. goal scorers on the day were Kenny McLean, Todd Campwell, Timu Puki, Sergio Aguero, and Rodri. <laughs> How do you? How on earth have you remembered that that happened though? Like, I, I ain't got. Did Norwich know. go? Down, did they didn't go down that year? Did they? Or did, no, uh, they must have stayed um, up that year. I'm almost certain that they went down that year. They always go down, don't they? Um, it was the. Uh, I'll give you the yeah, answer in a second. Was, was it Daniel Farker in charge of them at the time? It, it would have been, yeah. Oh, that's, uh, oh now there's pressure on me. Um, can't just say carry on talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they they finished rock bottom twentieth, five five wins, six draws, twenty one points. Oh, did they? <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's before COVID, wasn't it? Yeah, just yeah. Well, to any Norwich fans that are, are tuned in and listening, um, there you go. We we well, Billy still remembers the time you beat Man City. Um, how could I forget? So I hope that helps you sleep a little bit better. Yeah, I hope that helps you sleep a bit better tonight as you uh, as you cry yourself to sleep at the thought of being from Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, right, um, I think that's probably a good place to end it, Billy. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Cancel. Well, we'll two, finish in Norwich. We'll back. finish in Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. I don't think anyone's going to be listening this far to have heard it. To be fair, so <laughs> we'll probably be all right. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you all for for listening, <laughs> Billy. 
thank you very much for joining me pleasure and uh and yeah well, i'll see you on the next one see you all on the next one don't know when it's going to be we're just kind of taking this this podcast thing it's very sporadic you know, isn't it <laughs> yeah we're we've we've grown out of that stage where we try and you know do things to a strict schedule um you know we're we're adults we've got we've got busy lives we uh we've got people busy to days. see places to go people to see things to do so um unfortunately sometimes you're gonna have to wait a week or so before you hear our voices again but we'll be back again at some point in the near future for another podcast but thank you for listening for this one cheery bye sports social podcast network